I, I understand everything about ghosts. Well, everything then, shush, understand. you be like a ghost and be quiet. Okay. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve. I'm being quiet like a ghost. Okay. Steve. Hey everyone, welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 614, Three Valentines. Three, I think they missed an opportunity to call this Three Valentines and make it all about Martin. (laughs) (laughs) They did. I agree. I agree. Um... All right, tell us about this opening. Okay, my first thought was, is this the moon? <laughs> okay. I believe it's the sun rising. Ah, ah, okay. I didn't notice it. You didn't notice it? So, what are you doing? So Pay attention. At this point, we've added so many things to this podcast now, rather than at the beginning when we just talked about what happened, that whenever we start... I'm doing a whole bunch of like pre-pro things, which we is why- We should do those before you start the episode. That's, I mean, I start it up and then I pause because so I'm in it and then I start working on that stuff. Like uh, figure out the ratings for the other times this person had written so episodes. So why do you that do that of- at the start and not just before you start up the episode at all? I don't know. All right. <laughs> Judge Dave harshly for his bizarre routines. <laughs> don't. Don't judge 20. 20- this episode is 22 minutes and 10 seconds. The writer is... The writer is Rob Hanning, uh, who he will go on to write 24 episodes of the I show. I bet they're all 10-star episodes. Um, or actually, so he has been... So is this his first episode that we've done? No. Actually, okay. he's done three before this that he was uh, the actual writer on. And then he was like executive story editor on some other ones as well, but I didn't count that. So he's been he's been involved in the story in a lot of these, but has only done three so far which were he did uh first date one which is when niles uh pretends he's got a date because he can't tell daphne the truth that he was talking about being in love with her so he pretends about phyllis oh yeah yeah and then Mm -hmm. she like helps him set up for it um and then apparently i didn't actually finish writing the note for that while i was getting to say what the other ones were that they wrote okay that's fine (laughs) We'll find that out later, maybe. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, or we won't. It'll be a super surprise for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just get into the episode let's then. Let's do. Okay, a Valentine for Niles. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't need to talk about this section. Just go watch it. <laughs> yeah, this is a a very visual... Uh, um, this is probably... I'm just going to go out and say it. I think this might be my favorite episode of Frasier. <laughs> it is very, very, very good. And I don't really think about it because it's kind of a quiet episode. Yeah. But it's I, very, very good. This beginning, I didn't write down everything he's doing, but he's going to have, Niles is going to be on a date with the like president of the wine club. So he's trying to get the champagne where he got the 88 instead of the 85. Uh-huh. Got to get that up there. She's very particular. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be perfect for this date. So, so got to get the right one got everything setting up and he's just basically trying to relax before the date when Mm -hmm. he just notices this crease in his pants Uh that he can't get over where he has to go iron them iron his pants yeah okay i made a loud audible scream when he just put (laughs) the iron down Uh and i was like this is a disaster yeah i was taking my notes in the other room at the same time and i hadn't gotten there yet because i was still doing my like pre-pro mm-hmm. stuff and then i just hear this scream from the other room of horror and just I, was, like, I was really disturbed i was yeah. just like i don't want to continue watching because i know <laughs> what's going to happen and i just i do not want this to happen i'm gonna say didn't really know it was gonna happen knew like oh he's gonna burn his pants yeah i had no idea everything that's gonna happen this whole sequence is ridiculous yeah, and hilarious. Yeah, where there's a thread in his pants that he's trying to cut, and then that's when he puts the iron down, yep. and then he runs off to get scissors, which I love this, because he yeah. gets the scissors, and he's running over there, yeah. 
as he should, but then is like, no, I'm holding scissors, so I need to like turn them the right way and walk and with carefully the scissors. Walk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, which is funny because like the whole point is he takes extra time to be super careful with these scissors, mm-hmm. only to then cut himself. Right. When which he gets distracted makes him by Eddie. faint. Yeah. Or makes him feel faint. Yeah. And then he keeps almost fainting, mm-hmm. and then like stopping himself. Yeah. I will say like. I've had a cut like this that, like, made me feel kind of faint, just, like, on my finger. I probably, I have trouble imagining I would ever get it from just a pair of, like, those sort, those types of scissors. I don't know. It depends how much of a cut it is. Yeah. I also think, like, because you're more more likely to feel faint from mm-hmm. that, I don't really feel that way. Yeah. It, for me, it was more the, like, I don't know. It was, I think it was more when I was surprised when I was, like, shaking my hand because it hurt so much. And then I realized I was, like flinging blood across the kitchen and that's when i started to feel a little faint but yeah don't do that yeah that's belongs in the pre-roll of this episode <laughs> uh-huh yeah which if you are uh, a patreon like supporter you can listen to that it's uh gonna be weird it's gonna be a little weird yeah um yeah so he actually does faint and then like eddie goes over there to like lick him awake and Uh like but eddie's also trying to like eat is eating the food for the date and he's trying to stop him though uh, it's not really clear to me what exactly eddie's licking on the table because there doesn't seem to actually be anything but plates on there because the food he's still making the food in the kitchen some kind of hors d'oeuvre maybe or anyway if he's just licking the plates you don't really want to give your guest a plate of course also, I gotta say, one of my favorite moments at the very beginning is back mm-hmm. when he's still on the phone, mm-hmm. and he's talking about he's talking to like the wine seller and about how his date's very particular, and but and he's doing the date at Fraser's apartment because he's not gonna do it at Shangri La, and then there's just a pause, and he's just like. Well, I put a blanket on it. What else could I do? Because there's a blanket on uh, Martin's but, chair. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just love that even like the wine seller is like wait you have a very particular date and like what's happening with this chair like even even he knows like yeah that's pretty good yeah he sits down on the couch when he cuts his finger and Mm -hmm. then bleeds on the couch when he faints so then he goes to get some uh that the cleaner for the couch which i love that he pulls the candle close by to read it yeah and then pushes the candle away because he's like oh it's flammable Uh He ends up feeling faint again and then falling over. And the, the, this whole thing is yeah, just so, so good. It's, it's, I especially love that like he is very, very careful to get a very small amount of this stuff on mm-hmm. the couch to do the cleaning. Because you don't want to use much right. of it, right? Like, So it's this very, very small yes. amount. And then when he faints, he just dumps like its whole yeah, bottle it on it. Yeah, just falls over. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, Eddie is, if, he, if Eddie wasn't there, he would never wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this whole scene is just choreographed so well. Yeah. And Eddie just is very good in this scene. Mm -hmm. And, okay, what happens when the date shows up with the door open Uh and he's just on the ground wearing no pants? He's on the ground, no pants. There's smoke pouring out uh, out of the apartment. Uh, You know, there's, there's... food he dumps his food on the oh yes like okay one would you why would you bring both things to dump on there you would just bring one and also Um, why wouldn't you just get water well maybe he didn't the problem so he's boiling something like he's cooking something it looked like sausage and vegetables though i think like when when they cut back to it later i feel like there was like shrimp it was something with shrimp in it oh yeah it looked more noodles like he's boiling noodle water the thing is like those might be the two biggest containers in there. So he might not have time to like actually fill up a thing. He could have used a frittata pan. <laughs> he doesn't know where to find it. That's no. true. Like, so this reminds me, when I was a kid, my my brother stayed home from school one day. My younger brother, he stayed home from school. And my dad was outside working on something. And my brother found a lighter. And he started playing with the lighter while, like, on the couch. And he set the couch on fire. We didn't even talk about how the couch was oh, yeah. on fire. The couch catches fire because the, his that's pants why, catch fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why we're... That's what we're talking about, yeah, yeah. like, the him putting the fire out the food. But, yeah... Um, yeah. Go ahead and, and finish. Frazier's going to be so upset I, about I, his couch. I know. I was thinking that, too. Also, like, this is a pretty large fire to be on this set. Like, they... 
like that I mean this is a real fire like they mm-hmm. set an actual fire here and like that's not that's not a thing that happens really commonly uh, like you have to like bring in like a fire marshal and stuff mm-hmm. for, to be able to do this kind of stuff because like this is it's like dangerous and they had to like really like take some time to set it up so that they could actually set this fire but yeah my brother he set he set the couch on fire there was no fire marshal there there was no fire marshal no and rather than run outside and tell my dad he how did you know about the story were you home or did your dad I found tell you out afterwards? Later. oh okay i found out later so rather than like tell my dad he ran into the kitchen where because i lived in a like in a tiny cabin that didn't have running water when the lake froze over uh he took a tiny plastic cup and a what was basically like a gasoline jug but it had water in it instead mm-hmm. uh and was like pouring little like half cups of water and then running back into the living room to pour onto so the fire so you mean fire. a big class a big plastic container it's a yeah one of those big plastic like I mean, it's usually used for gasoline, but... I know, like, but when you say that, it makes it seem like there was gasoline in there it. There was never gasoline in it. It was. It went from being brand new to having water in it and never had anything else. But, yeah, like, was trying to pour water out of that into these tiny, this tiny plastic cup and then run it back into the living room, pour it on the couch, run back in, pour this thing in there, and, like, over and over and over again. And to finally... Like, he did finally put it out, but then took a smoldering pillow... And, like, wanted to hide it. And so he brought it into the our bedroom and threw it under the clothes dresser. Like, it was still smoldering. There's still smoke pouring out of it. And mm-hmm. he, like, hit, he, tried to hide it. He didn't it. think to, like, sit on it or something? Or put the... it in the sink and put it out or anything? No. Like, there was no running water in the sink. So. He could have used the, the water jug to put it out. Yeah, he wasn't doing a very good job of putting, no. doing that. Also, no. your dad was outside for a very long time. Well, he was, like, working on something. Like, he was doing work oh, outside. Okay. And then, like, when he came back in and saw the house full of smoke, like, yelled at my brother to, like, grab some clothes and get outside. And and he's running around trying to find where the fire is. Couldn't find it. And keeps running back into the room and seeing my brother just standing still, unwilling to go get some clothes. And then finally figured out, yeah, that's because that's where the smoke is coming from, is where the clothes are. And <laughs> my brother was a mess. <laughs> no, he was like that stereotypical kid that like did things he wasn't supposed to do. And mm-hmm. if you turned your head away from him, he would just do something bad. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, that that's the like child that you need to have like strapped to you at the mall, you know, with a little like I don't know handcuffs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They weren't handcuffs. Those like leash backpacks. So, yeah, stretchy handcuffs uh-huh. essentially. Yeah, because they'll run away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my little sister did stuff like this all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't set fire to the house, but she did stick her tiny foot into a peanut butter jar once. <laughs> The thing is, okay. and like, I don't even know how that happened. It was just like, well, you were alone for five minutes. She's like, yeah, I just love sticking my foot in a tiny, like, why? Why would you do that? Okay, you know, you've told this story a bunch of times, and and every once in a while it pops into my head, and I, I've I've realized after all this time, I feel like that would feel awesome. Well, yeah, when you're like, I don't know, two years old. No, like now, like you want to get like a big jar of peanut butter and stick your foot in it. Yeah, like I'm not gonna ever, but like part of me get like I get it. Like I feel like that would feel really cool, and like so, I get all right, it. All right, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to a Valentine for Fraser. Mm-hmm. A Valentine for Dave this year is going to be a giant jar of peanut butter to stick his foot in. Uh-huh. Oh, I was also going to say about that last sequence. I feel like that entire thing could have been like a Charlie Chaplin thing. Like it could be like because it could be like a silent like mm-hmm. uh, like a, a, like a silent movie sequence. You know that whole movie that was basically all silent. That one like the a, artist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could we just have? I thought this, I kind of forgot what happens in this episode, and I kind of <laughs> wanted this to be the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that it actually is a fair amount of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, it does, like, he, this, you don't normally see something like this that's almost entirely physical mm-hmm. that lasts five straight minutes. It's one scene 
that's like or it's more than that it's, mm-hmm. i think it's more like set, like it's a third of the episode mm-hmm. and it's one straight sequence of just niles on his own like having this moment that's entirely visual oh, eddie's there well eddie is there there are no other people in the room and like it's very good and really not the sort of thing you see very often in mm-hmm. uh also there is a moment where he gets sprayed by the where eddie gets sprayed by the fire extinguisher oh yeah when he's going on crazy with the fire extinguisher uh-huh. yeah yeah and like and i do like that that means i think they had one camera that was just like i don't think he was supposed to get sprayed i oh, think really? they had one camera that was devoted to following eddie for mm-hmm. this scene probably because it occurs to me they probably only did like- it in one take I think it's ad-libbed somewhat. Yeah, because the thing is, they do so much damage to the set that yeah. it would be very difficult to like, like go back. Yeah, to they probably one and like it. practiced without doing the things yeah. in it, and then yeah. yeah, which means they probably had one of their like you normally have like multiple cameras, but it means like for that whole scene, they probably had one devoted to watching Eddie because mm-hmm. he definitely gets like startled by the fire extinguisher hitting mm-hmm. him, and he like. And and it cuts to a shot that seems like a little out of place because very quick shot of him like kind of being startled by this thing that I think that wasn't the plan it just happened so they're like I don't like, think he looks startled he definitely like pulls his head back in a way like like he's wasn't expecting to get sprayed in the face by a fire extinguisher mm. and then yeah so I feel like they must have done this all in one though so I think they're yeah it is very good okay so again. Sorry, yes, a Valentine. A Valentine for, for Fraser. Yes. Um, so yeah, Fraser's at a restaurant where it's, you know, Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. all the couples are there and yep. there's vi- there's a guy playing the violin, violinist, mm-hmm. some yep. people might say. Yep. Uh-huh. And then Fraser calls Roz and says, How do you know if you're on a date? <laughs> I do um, like her answer. And like, are you alone? And he's like, Yes. Uh-huh. Well then you're not on a date. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like when he had to eat at the restaurant again, yeah. like alone. And the kid's like, my parents said you can eat with us. Uh-huh. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, it's so sad. Yeah. So I just do not remember this episode at all. I mean, like, but it's, yeah. Now or prior to, like, you don't remember it happening. When I was watching it. I don't, yeah. Like, okay. I know I watched it. I just don't really right. remember it. So, yeah. So we find out he's meeting the publicity director, Cassandra mm-hmm. Stone, who mm-hmm. is a giant flirt. Yep. So they don't know if if this is supposed to be a date or not. Yeah. And like Roz is just like, well, you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> yeah. So she Based gets- on the way she acts and the way she dresses, which I'm like, hmm. like he doesn't want to ask her. Well, so- okay, yeah. He doesn't want to ask because he doesn't want to embarrass her or himself. Right. And the thing about this is, yeah, I think like if you're on a first date with somebody you kind of you you have first date clothes or yeah. first date look. Sure, yeah. But it, I feel like most first dates you also know it's meant to be a date. Yeah. Like yeah. uh like if you don't know like and I know the, I'm going to say before I say this I am aware all of the humor of this entire thing comes from the fact that he doesn't know. So I get that it's it's there cuz it's funny, but realistically, if you're ever in a situation where you don't know, ask early. It's never going to be more embarrassing than finding out late that you were wrong. Like Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think. But, I, yeah, the whole thing is just really funny. Because, yeah. yeah, she's wearing this, like, really sexy kind of outfit. Yeah. Like, she looks dressed up. And yeah. she's wearing a cocktail dress. But yeah. then we, you know, she goes and she kisses him and says, like, he's the sexiest man in radio. Mm-hmm. And then she's wearing this, like amazing dress yeah and then we find out she was just at a cocktail party yeah and then she kisses the like major d mm-hmm. and says he's the sexiest yeah yeah and so f- i love this whole idea of oh yes let's pay the the violinist extra because it's going to be romantic yeah. oh no it's not it's i love not. that he keeps like motioning him to come uh-huh. over and play and then being like no don't yeah don't do that yeah yeah because she says the whole thing oh you can escort me back to my room mm-hmm. which totally seems like it's a thing. Yeah. I, so that's one of the things that kind of confused me. She's the new publicity director. Mm-hmm. Why is she in a hotel room? She might have just moved there. She might be new. Or mm. maybe she 
does, maybe this is like kind of, um, she does this for a bunch of different radio stations around mm-hmm. the thing and like it's a short term thing. I don't know. There's a reason for it. Yeah. I don't know. Grey's Anatomy, they always like, oh yeah, just a specialist doctor that's flying here for one episode. Uh-huh. I don't know where they're from. I mean, I guess, I guess, I kind of wonder like, never mind. Uh, never mind. I was going to say a thing. I'll just cut that piece out, but. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it could be that she just, like, moved there because she's the new publicity director. Yeah. But then she's, like, ordering, like, anchovies and garlic and scallions. Yeah. So it's just, like, that's not, like, food you would order if you uh-huh. were going to kiss people. Yep. But then she gives him that look and asks if he wants some oysters. And I just love his response because the whole thing with oysters <laughs> is that they're, like, supposed to be, what, like, an aphrodisiac. Right. And, like, I just love his response is, like, I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. His confusion in this is very good. Like, it's done yes. very, like, it's palpable how confused he is yeah. in this. So then we kind of fade into, like, the next scene, which is, like, Fraser like, walking Cassandra back to her hotel room, mm-hmm. where he's, like, not sure if he's supposed to go in with her. And she's just like, hey, what the heck? You should just come in. Yeah. And, like, they got caught in a rainstorm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she was like, well, you know what we should do to, like, warm up? Have some brandy, obviously. Right, of course. Um, And I love her acting as well. Like, Cassandra's is very good as this, like, character where you cannot tell what's happening. Yeah. Though, I gotta say, I don't think there's anyone I've ever known who, like, I wasn't actually in a romantic relationship with who I'd have been okay with them showing up and just kissing me immediately well like, i think i'd be mouth. taken aback by yeah. that yeah like like that's well I, some friends you know like i have friends that like kiss me on the cheek or something right well that's one thing like kissing you on the cheek because that is a common greeting kiss uh, kiss directly on the mouth from somebody that isn't involved with you romantically isn't really very common well, or like your family or something well right 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 or family but like i don't know i even feel like family members around unless you're like little little yeah because then it's like, oh, your grandma kisses you or whatever. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't have family members that kiss me on the mouth, like, yeah. as an adult. Like, that isn't a thing that happens. So, when she does this, like, this would be, this would be very confusing because no, that doesn't happen. But she does it to the Major D also, so. That's, that's just her. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's a little strange, and I think that's the whole point. Yeah. So, she's a little strange. Mm-hmm. And then I... She goes in the bathroom to, like, slip into something more comfortable, uh-huh. basically, because her clothes are all wet. Right. And then it's just like, oh, are you staying, you know, are you going to be at the breakfast meeting? We're going to have breakfast. Yeah. And then, which the, makes it sound like he's staying the night there. Well, well first, before she says the thing about the meeting, meeting she's right. just talking about the, her assumption mm-hmm. that we're going to have breakfast together. Like, they're going to have breakfast together tomorrow. So, like, but, so. Yeah. And. I love this because, like, that's the one thing that finally gets him to the point that he's willing to take his shirt off. Because, like, he can't even figure out, like, what's supposed to be happening. Is he supposed to be, like, preparing for... Well, doesn't he call Roz at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, on the phone with well, Roz. Well, he's not going to take his shirt off. He's taking his jacket off. Well, right. But that's when he hears that he's staying for breakfast. Like, that's when he starts to take his shirt off. Because, mm-hmm. And then she mentions the, there's a also, breakfast meeting. what bed is Roz in in this scene? Well, Not remember she own. moved. Remember she moved, and oh. we haven't we haven't seen her new place since she moved. Oh, you're right. But uh, she was also going out, so I just assumed it was not her own bed. It might not have been. I. But is she on like a home phone? Uh, she's, she's what she's holding phone. is not wired. That doesn't okay. mean it's a not a wireless home phone. Like it might be a wireless landline phone, but it's. But I don't know. Yeah, this. But either way, like this whole thing i just love the the entire thing especially because like there are a lot of things in the past in in this show where fraser thought even for a second that they were going to be sleeping together he was going to be sleeping with the person he was with he'd be like down to his underwear already Mm -hmm. like that happens all the time on this it's happened a number of times on this show only to have him be surprised to find out that that wasn't the plan the fact that he's so hesitant in this one, I think, says a lot because he's just like, I have no idea what is supposed to be happening. Probably uh, because it's a coworker. That's true. That's true. But again, that's why it's really, really important to well. ask. It's very important to ask. But yeah, she's basically like, make yourself comfortable. Get you know, there's something in the in the um 
closet that you can sleep slip into uh-huh. and well yeah it's slippers it's meant to be slippers he thinks it's the robe because he starts taking off basically everything else to get into mm-hmm. this robe and then finds out that she meant the slippers and when she suggests just staying the night because it's he lives in seattle yeah and has a car i guess she's like she's saying that like he's coming back to the hotel tomorrow because there's the meeting mm-hmm. happening there with the sponsors and whatever. But at the same time, that doesn't mean he's got the clothes for tomorrow. He doesn't mm-hmm. have like toiletries for tomorrow. Or he doesn't have anything necessarily. That yeah. He needs. It's very odd. This like, is just odd. I would just be like, I want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heck, uh, I want to leave all the time. <laughs> it's like, I'm just hanging out with a bunch of friends and I'm just like, yeah, can I go home yet? Like, <laughs> uh, huh. Yeah, no. I, I love you, friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I. The thing is, like, knowing that this sponsor meeting is happening tomorrow at this hotel mm-hmm. would be a sign to me that, regardless of whether this was meant to be them sleeping together or not, you got to be like, oh no, I need to go home so that I can be actually dressed and look okay when we meet with the sponsors tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But instead, so when she comes out, he's still. Like, because she suggested him staying there. He's in his underwear. She has no reaction to this. I think she's just unfazed, which I kind of love. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, he's just there. And she's, he's, like, I get in this bed with you. And then, like, Cassandra, like, ends up just falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. Like, as soon as the lights turn off. Yeah. And, like, he's trying to ask, like, well, before, like, we hear the snores, he's trying to, like, actually finally ask like is what's happening here yeah. but i like that when he hears the snoring he calls Roz to maybe <laughs> at clarify yeah. and i'm like no fraser you know at this point that nothing's right. happening right well though the funny thing is like he because he keeps trying to ask her even after she's asleep it seems he still doesn't know and i think you know when someone falls asleep I know. You know. I, I feel like what's going on here is like he's just spent so much time confused that it, like nothing can convince him. This is like that the episode, um, not the ski lodge one, but the one where they go up to the cabin and like Fraser and Niles go up to the cabin with the two women they met at Cafe Nervosa, uh-huh. and Niles is waiting for some sort of clear like so- they're trying to find some clear sign of what mm-hmm. the, the women's plan is and she literally comes out in like some negligee and like calls Niles to bed and he still isn't sure what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is the opposite of that where he's just like, this is, well, I mean, it's Frazier dealing with that where it's like, I still don't, I'm still not sure what's supposed to be happening. I'm in bed with this woman. I mean, I like, feel like it's way more confusing. In yes. This one. No, no, absolutely. But I'm saying like, he's even, he's got the same scenario where he just like spent so much time not being able to decide that mm. even with a clear sign, he still can't decide what's supposed to be happening. Okay, so here we are at the last section. Mm-hmm. A Valentine for Daphne and Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're yeah. at the restaurant together. Martin's taking Daphne out. Yep. And saying how, like, she's, you know, oh, it's great that you don't feel insecure about not having a date for Valentine's Day, which, mm-hmm. of course, reminds her that she feels insecure about not having a date. <laughs> right, right. And, like, is looking at all these couples yeah. and she feels all sad and, mm-hmm. like... Um, I love that Martin like wrestles her coat. Yeah. For, like, and she's like, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And like, he's like, no, I'm into the check, like the coat girl, yeah, yeah. the coat check girl. So you need to give me your coat because yeah. I need a reason to talk to her. Right. Especially. So I, I really like that, especially because the um, in the previous section, there was a moment about checking your coat, like mm-hmm. how um, because Cassandra goes to check her own coat, and mm-hmm. when Fraser's talking to the violinist and talking about how he wants to make it a really special night, the violinist suggests, "Well, you probably should have offered to check her coat for her to mm. make it special." So when Martin offers to do this, it feels like he's doing the thing, the romantic thing mm-hmm. that Fraser failed to do, even though there isn't a date happening right. there. And so the fact that he's like, like doing like, that to go jerks talk. it out from under yeah. her because he wants to go flirt with somebody like that i think is a really funny like but i also think it's really funny when the like person the i don't know the major i think he's the host probably that, oh yeah is all like oh well when your husband comes back blah 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 and mm-hmm. she's like it's not my husband i don't have a husband oh. like she what just, a weird assumption to make though also isn't it that, like i think like 
I always, it's always weird when you, like, are out with different people. I know, like, whenever my mom and I would go to restaurants, they would always, people would always be like, you two are related. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh we are. Or, like, I remember once being in the McDonald's drive-thru, and Uh the guy, like, taking your order, because it was one of those where, like, you actually, there was a person there to take your order, and you went through, like, a thousand windows. Uh-huh. It's, like, a person, that actual person that took your order, and then you'd pay at another person, and then get your food from a third person. Oh. I don't think I've ever been to one yeah. that had a person taking your yeah, order at a Yeah, it was a lot window. of people. That's a lot. Uh, and he was just looked at us, and it's just like, are you two sisters? And <laughs> I was just like, oh, I don't know what that says about me. What yeah. does that say about my mom? She looks good. She looks real young. I, I mean, do- she she does. And so, like... I mean, well, how old were you when that happened? I don't know. It was, like... Ballpark. Like, teenager? 17, 18, okay. maybe. So, I feel like that's the sort of thing that people say to, like, mothers to make... Th- when, like, when one person is obviously a teenager, you say it to, like, the mom to make her feel no, good just, about their age. No, I just... Everyone thought we looked really similar. Mm-hmm. Which, it's funny because my mom's thing was just like, you don't look like me, you look like you're dead. She doesn't sound like that at all. Well, I also wonder if, like, when you're a parent, what you can see in another person, in, like, your child, is the stuff that doesn't look like you. I think a lot of people always thought my mom and I looked similar because I have dark hair, dark Mm -hmm. colored hair, like Mm -hmm. dark brown, really, really dark brown hair. And then she has really dark brown hair. Mm -hmm. Like that is almost black, Uh but is really just dark brown. And that my dad had a much lighter colored hair and my sister has much lighter colored hair. So I think people like see that. They're like, oh, you two look the same. And my sister has like green eyes, hazel eyes. And like my mom and I have like dark colored eyes, dark hair. And it's like, you two look the same and you two look the same. Right. Even though we like have different like features from our parents. Right. But uh, so specifically from your mom looking that way though, like your mom seeing you that way Mm. is looking more like your dad. I I feel like it's probably easier. I I spend a lot more time looking at your face than I spend looking at my face. So if, well, because I'm not looking, I don't spend a lot of time looking in mirrors or like video images of myself or anything Mm. like that. So if I, so do you think I look more like my mom or like my dad? But That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if we then had, if we had a kid, Mm -hmm. right. What I would see more quickly might be the features that look like you than features that look like me yeah, that because makes I sense. see your features so much. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And you would might see you might see the same. You might see my features. Yeah. Well, the- I mean, Gigi kind of looks a little like both of us. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, but I think like, she looks more like you. Really? Yeah. Well, might we have kind of similar hair? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she's more shy, like you. Like her personality is more <laughs> like you. Uh-huh. If you don't know who Gigi is, she's our cat. <laughs> she is, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, this, I guess going back to what we were talking about, though, this whole assumption that, like, he's, like, I they're married. I don't know, people see that. I think, just don't make assumptions. Like I know, but people always say, that's actually something that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Because all assumptions aren't bad assumptions, right? Right. Where, you know, sometimes in the context of something, you're like, well, I assume, like, if my friend's coming to visit me, I'm going to assume that sh- they're going to stay with me. But I'm also like, well, they might stay with some other friends here in the area right. that they also know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, so I'd be like, well, you know, it's fine. I thought, you know, you know, uh, I'll be like, well, where do you want to say? And, mm-hmm. and this whole thing. And I think sometimes like assumptions aren't always like this bad thing and they can always be corrected. I think like, right. There's always this like way of like assumptions being always like a bad thing, like a conclu- like, like yeah. jumping to a conclusion. Yeah. And I think like sometimes it's just like your way of being informed about something. Sure. I, just I think maybe I do this a lot more because I have anxiety. So it's a lot easier for me to think about something in the context of like, okay, it's probably going to go like this. And if it doesn't go like that, that's fine. Sure, But it's yeah, a yeah. way for me to sort of think about a situation that is like, I don't know what's going on. I'm all freaked out. Right. Because otherwise I can, but I also, that can be bad too sometimes. Right. So when I say like 
when I was saying that to make like assumptions, I didn't mean any at all. I mean specifically assumptions about a person's relationship to another person because well, there are no, so I many. Well, no, I just think, okay, I think we should just keep talking about this scene. Okay. So, like, Daphne is crying and, like, Martin's trying his best to console her, right. saying, you know, talking about her great qualities. And mm-hmm. she asks, like, what qualities are those? Uh-huh. And he's like, Martin being Martin doesn't want to, like, really talk about it. But he's just like, oh, you're smart and nice looking and, mm-hmm. and fun. Uh-huh. And- Which is important. Oh, I have an important thing to say about that. Okay. He says, you're smart, nice looking, and funny. This, I think this is the, f- no, not funny. The, fun. Uh, fun, Yeah. That's not the important part, which is why I've got it wrong. The important part is this might be the first time ever on this show that the first quality that a man says about a woman isn't her looks because he says she's smart first. Mm-hmm. And we and I wanted to bring it up just because we've brought up a number of times men's tendency on the show to bring up somebody's looks first and possibly last. Um, but the thing here, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, the thing she dwells on is... Oh, what did you mean by nice looking? Yeah. And I think the thing is that sometimes you want to be told you're nice looking sure. because you're feeling bad about yourself mm-hmm. in in regards to that. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. then but I always find like the best compliments that mm-hmm. I get from people. Yeah, I like being complimented on that. Especially like at certain times if I'm like feeling generally just kind of down. Yeah. Um you know, it's nice to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not just from, like, strangers. Obviously, <laughs> right. that's why this is nice from, right. like, Martin. And because she's asking for it. Yeah, like, she is she's, saying, a- she's, she's asking for it. No, she wants that right. as a compliment. Like, she, she wants, wants that to, validation right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and already it, offered it. She just wants, like, she wants to know about it. So. Right. And because the nicest compliments I get from people are when they compliment my writing. Especially when it's something that's unexpected. Mm-hmm. To me, I just, I can never get enough compliments in general just Uh because I, not just like out of, like, if someone wants to give me a compliment, but I tend Mm -hmm. to like lay it on thick for a lot of people. Uh No, I just, I really like complimenting people, not like just empty compliments, but I'm like, no, you're really important to me and I appreciate you and you're a good friend and I really like the article you wrote for the, like, thing and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I just, because... It's really easy for people to appreciate those things, but they don't actually say it out loud. Right. And I like to remind people. And yeah. I think a lot of it comes from, I like to be reminded too. Yeah. And I don't think everyone does. Because it's mm-hmm. like when you're a kid and like, have you ever had the gold star charts or whatever? Uh-huh. And like, you're like getting recognition for yep. like doing a good job. Yep. I like being, I like being told I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. You are doing a very good job right now. Aww. Thank you. How am I doing a good job? So I was just going to say one of my, just wait, I was just going to say one of the hardest questions I think there is for me anyway to answer is when someone asks specifically, but in what way, am, especially in what way am I good looking? Because then it becomes like, like, well, to me, it's not, I really like. It's not authentic anymore. Well, not, not exactly that. It's that anything if i start specifying like a part or area or whatever that i think is good looking that makes me feel to me like i'm saying that like that's the only reason and to me when i find myself attracted to somebody it's generally to like a whole package like it's like like it's hard for me to so say then you like, say all those things you can be like it's all this it's it's your human flesh <laughs> container that Uh contains all of these things that i love about you Uh uh-huh right and those are i no i don't no what what are those no i know i'm saying i don't want to i don't i'm full of pikachus i do like that that is quite like that is a unique quality and ghosts (laughs) so like ghosts ghosts of pikachu oh no oh no i have so many that's so gruesome. Um, <laughs> but I, I like this waiter that comes by. And I can't, well, I do like it, but I kind of don't like it. But mm-hmm. it's okay because of how he does it. The is waiter's he a waiter like, or is he a busboy? I don't know. But he's like just he's like, boy. it's not really my place, ma'am. But I just want to say your father's right. You're attractive. And I'm uh-huh. just like, Martin's not going to like that. Nope, nope. Because here's another assumption that yeah. he's a father. Right. So that makes him feel old. Yeah. And... 
So then he the ends is, he up. He is the right age to be her. He's older. He's he's Fraser's father. Fraser's older than she yeah, is. Yeah, but like, I think like I think the thing is, it's just like he's attracted to younger women. Yeah, though to be fair, also if the if that guy overheard the conversation, mm. he heard he might have heard Martin telling Daphne like, "No, you're a catch," which. Mm-hmm. he's probably not going to say to his wife or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So the assumption, like, it makes sense to make that assumption. It's yeah. not just, like, there's, well, an, o- it's there's an old Valentine's Day. I think it's because it's Valentine's Day, and, like, that's what the other person's like, oh, it's your husband because you're sure, going yeah. out for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, but, like, he, we know he overheard the conversation. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think, like, she's really flattered by this, and yeah. I think, like, this is done in a way I could see this going either way because sometimes you I could find this being like annoying mm-hmm. and then because I've been complimented by strangers before well strange men mm-hmm. and especially like when I'm like on the subway and I'm like mm. yeah and like I've been uncomfortable and there have been times where I've been like oh thank you that's really mm-hmm. nice yeah. and and you know thanks for not continuing to talk to me awkwardly after I was like. <laughs> uh-huh thanks but no thanks i mean i don't it's always weird if someone like says something and then tries to ask you out i'm like you, this is not you probably know you're gonna get a no right and it it's just like it's this weird thing yeah and like even if i mean even though it was true at the time it's just like well i have a boyfriend which is just kind of your generic thing right. to say or like oh i'm dating somebody or something and it's just like if it's true or not that's just your like default thing because you need to have some excuse yeah yeah and you shouldn't need to have an excuse you, you should have, be able have to say an no excuse. like if somebody wants to i've been complimented i remember this guy came up to me and was just like your hat is really cute my daughter would like it and i was like okay uh-huh, uh-huh. And and that should say something about maybe the hats I wear. Yep. It yep. had a puppy on it. Uh-huh. I love that hat. That's a good hat. It has a puppy on it. It's, it's very, very cute. It is very cute. A little girl probably would like that hat. Uh-huh. Maybe his daughter isn't little, but I just assumed so. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so Martin starts feeling bad, and he starts asking about the qualities that Daphne likes about him. Yeah. Which is, you know... He's charming, and he has a good sense of humor, and lovely eyes, and he's mm-hmm. good company. And yeah. then they end up talking about how they spend all this time together, and even though they have some fights, they get along so well. Yep. And, you know, he depends on ca- her. Oh. She takes care of him. Mm-hmm. She likes taking care of him. He misses her when she's away. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost like they have, they have a special kind of relationship. They sure it, do. It reminds her of, you know, kind of like martin's her pet (laughs) which martin totally thinks she's gonna say something else like husband is what you assume right yes and i love that daphne doesn't say that because it totally is great it's really good daphne because yeah everything she describes makes sense for a pet and like in fact maybe more sense honestly like and yeah i love it i love that she that's what she thinks is the touching thing to say in this moment is so good i love it so much so yeah um so but good. i love that they kind of ended up in this argument everyone ends up looking at them yeah and then the like end scene where martin's kind of flirting with the like uh coat coat girl yeah. and then daphne's like flirting with the like bus boy yeah i guess yeah at the table i think that's kind of a cute scene <laughs> it is in fact to the point that like Martin tries to, like, walk over to, like, go get Daphne once he has the coats. And mm-hmm. she, like, waves him away because he wants she wants to, like, keep talking with him. Yeah, no, it, it's it's nice. It is nice. They're both having little, having little moments there mm-hmm. with people. Uh, what happened with the waitress from uh, McGinty's? I don't know. <laughs> guess we'll find out. I guess so. Or maybe we never will. Probably not. I don't know. Uh, my guess would be probably not. But again, I haven't watched the show, so I don't know if she ever comes okay. back. So. Drinks, drinks, <laughs> drinks, drinks. All right. So uh, drinks include a... Uh, honestly, nobody probably ends up drinking the 88 or the 85 bottle of champagne. He doesn't even specify what kind of champagne it is. Yeah. He just says 85 and, or 88 champagne. They drink a bottle of wine on Fraser's date, and then they have some brandy. And uh, Daphne just has some water on their date. 
So, no callers. Uh, so, let's rate the episode. Okay. So, I'm not really sure the music that was playing when Niles was getting ready for his date. Uh-huh. But that's fine. Uh-huh. Because I'm still rating it four Vivaldi CDs. <laughs> okay. But that's- I think I might rate this a 4.5. That's or I might rate this a five. You did say this might be your favorite episode. So I should probably give it a 5.5. You've given other episodes fives. And so if this is your favorite episode. Well, I wrote it before. I, f- I wrote four before I finished the episode. That was like just the one section with Niles was uh-huh. a four. But I don't know why I gave it only a four. Yeah, I don't know. You were talking about it in context of I that I don't know. Seat. I give it a hundred. <laughs> okay, you got to stick to the scale. My whole thing goes off if you don't stick to a hundred at a hundred, a hundred arcade fire albums out of a hundred. Okay. That works. I can make that work. Um, I like that. I gave it arcade fire. Yeah. It's because of the fire. Because of the fire. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a five, I guess. It is. That's, that's how fractions do. Um, <laughs> and uh, I gave it, you know, I gave it, for whatever reason, a 4.5. Um, well, that's almost what I gave it. I know. I don't know what I... I don't know. Mine's like be a 4.5 and... or a 5. 4.8. A <laughs> uh, 4.5 to a 5. It's a sliding scale. <laughs> I need something I could put in the spreadsheet. 5. Five. Okay, thank you. Because, uh, yeah, I gave it 4.5 out of 5 wine club presidents. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I was saying I needed a, need a specific number is because... So I I said, like, I've been trying to track mm-hmm. what I give the thing. So I have a spreadsheet that can, like, figure out the averages for each writer. Um, and But in order to do that, they have to, it has to stay in that 5 scale or it'll throw everything completely off. Uh, for the three Rob Hanning episodes that we've done so far, the average is a 3.78. But one of those, the first one he did, was the second one where Frasier was dating Sam. When, like, when Sam broke up with Frasier, uh-huh. which we didn't really like very mm-hmm. much. But the last two, we rated much higher. We mm-hmm. rated like fours and fives for those ones. So that one wasn't great. So what were the name of those episodes again? Uh, desperately seeking closure. Okay. The first date, and where every bloke knows your name. The one with the uh, English pub. Oh. So, mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, those were actually rated very high, and I was not surprised to find that this was that we were going to rate this one pretty high because uh, if you remember a few episodes ago, Ben, who frequently writes to us, Island Niles, mm-hmm. um, he wrote to say that th- that the Merry Christmas Mrs. Moskowitz episode mm-hmm. was the only episode rated higher in season six is three Valentines. So oh. um, yeah, it's actually the 11th highest rated episode of Frasier on IMDb. So it's, it's the what? It's 11th seven. highest of the entire show. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, they, nuts. I want to change mine to one. What? Nope. Nope. Uh, I don't nope. like being like, I don't want to agree no. with if people. If you like it, you I like it. Like what you like. No, you'd like what you like. It's my uh, most common advice. You just like what you like. Who cares what anybody else thinks? You like yeah, what you it's like. It's really okay. Don't lie to your girlfriend about playing Shadow of War. It's okay. She's not going to think you're nerdy because you like playing a Lord of the Rings game. Uh-huh. Okay. Saying that without any context makes it sound like that's a thing I did and not a thing just some random person on the internet did. Um... <laughs> Dave, you don't. You can just tell me the truth about playing that Lord of the Rings game. Look, I don't go in for that nerd stuff. I'm kidding. I love. <laughs> I love that Lord of the Rings um, game. One, Dave had a shirt that said "Talk Nerdy to Me." I did have that. Yep. Um. So I just went up to him and just made a bunch of robot noises. <laughs> mm-hmm. But luckily, he had that program installed that un- he st- understood everything he was saying. It's true. I did. I did. It's not really what happened. No. But it could be. It could be. If you go back on that time machine you built. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And then... I uh, almost didn't meet you. What do you mean? I didn't... I almost didn't go to that movie. <laughs> this podcast would not exist mm-hmm. if I didn't go to that movie. 
Well, we were still talking at the time. You, I would have. Yeah, made it but I hate time. people. You know that. <laughs> could have easily just never ever met you. Yes, Diana hates everyone. So thank you all for listening, everyone. All the people. No, I just <laughs> when people invite me to stuff, I'm very like. Mm. Yeah, you hate having plans. I hate having plans, and I hate people. <laughs> I hate people as a general concept, but not as individuals. Uh-huh. Okay. I see. <laughs> anyway, so that would often bring us to the section we're listening. Uh, we are. Always. We it's are. favorite yeah. section. Uh, except we didn't get anything this week, but I want to say something related to it. So okay. if you want to write to us, you can. You can reach us on Twitter at Fraser Podcast. You can reach us through email, uh, FraserPod at gmail.com, or you can go to uh facebook uh facebook.com slash fraser podcast or go to our website which is tgifrk.com and uh go to the contact page any of those will reach us and but one thing that i am actually reaching out for and asking if anybody would be interested we are thinking about trying to do some kind of merch for like for the podcast and i'm curious what uh you would be interested in seeing something that would be like on a t-shirt or like a pin or a sticker or something like that. If we were to do something like that, what would you want to see on there? Is there? I mean, I have ideas. Diana has ideas, and but I'm just curious if there's anybody listening that they have. Yeah, things we'd that, love to hear your ideas. That there's something that we do mm-hmm. that, like, some quote that is memorable. Yeah, or things that we say. I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of anything we say regularly enough that it would work for it, but maybe regular listeners know better than we do. Probably. uh, So if you've got any thoughts of anything you want. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We always love hearing from you. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like, I want to reach out. I want want to know what the people who listen actually want to see. Like, just want to be people. Or like if you know. Pets that are listening. If there's pets listening Mm -hmm. that they've got thoughts, um, Mm -hmm. you know, let, let us know. Uh, gorillas or mm-hmm. like um a chupacabras mm-hmm. a cockatoo mm-hmm. is a cockatoo listening i'm assuming not a pet one like just a cockatoo in the wild because right. i already covered pets like i covered all pets but like just a wild cockatoo mm-hmm. if you've got thoughts yeah we'd love screech to screech them at us screech them <laughs> yeah <laughs> screech them right at us uh anyway did you have anything else you wanted Mm-mm. to say on this great Okay, so then with that, uh, this has been episode 614, Three Valentines, and this is TGIF Arcade wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle. We love you.